Welcome to Live the Fuel, where we fuel your health, business, and lifestyle. And now your host, Scott Mulvaney. All right, good day and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another Live the Fuel show. So today, I am bringing on, yes, once again, another new co-host for you guys. I'm sorry, I just keep finding these amazing people and they actually say yes and come on the show. So (laughs) this young lady is the visionary and CEO, as well as best-selling author, lecturer, and the primary consultant of Optimal terrain. That's a trademark term, people, so we're going to get into that. Uh, I'd say she's pretty much informed by more than 25 years of experience in the healthcare industry. You guys know how much we love to talk about health. And a thought leader in personalized precision medicine. And she works to educate clients, doctors, and researchers who we've had on this show worldwide on how to apply integrative oncology philosophically and therapeutically. That's right. We're getting really fancy today. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, Dr. Nasha Winters. Thank you. It's great to be here with you. You're a lot of fun already. So, Uh, Well, you know, it helps. I I have a fresh French press in my mug, so, you know, gets a little extra fired up. So are you a coffee person? I am definitely a coffee person. I think I've had three good uh, mugs of it this morning. Oh, you are ahead. I'm only on number two. And you're a leader than we are. What's up with that? Well, <laughs> as we were joking around, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to date the show a little bit because this comes, it takes like two, three weeks to go out. So last night was uh, St. Patrick's Day. And from a healthy standpoint, she's like, oh, well, how are you recovering? And I was like, you know, the funny thing is, because my name is Scott William Mulvaney, or if you're in Ireland, it's pronounced Mulvaney. And um, I did not like go out and party. I didn't go hit the St. Patrick's Day parades. Um, actually, I didn't even tell you before we started recording the issue. Like, actually, right before my friends came over to actually, I made them dinner and, and got them introduced to my fiance. Um, I decided to go play with my chainsaw. And uh, cause this is what I do in my free time uh, because there was a massive storm here uh, while I was vacationing in Colorado, which you and I were talking about. So apparently, all these high winds blew down trees, and my fiance's parents' house is unoccupied right now because they're in their house in Colorado. So I decided to go over there and start cutting up the down tree. So it was really, really fun. I love playing with my chainsaw. So (laughs) fun side note, long story short, I was like, well, I don't need to go to St. Patrick's Day Parade because I was being productive cutting up trees. And (laughs) I'm going to come home and be more productive and make everybody a fresh, clean, healthy dinner. So which I'm sure we'll get into as far as how important it is to your actual health care. So, Got it. And then all we did, we, we sip scotch. My fiance did get a little drunk last night because <laughs> these guys were hanging for a while and they are literally two of probably my oldest friends. So there was a lot of dirt getting thrown around. <laughs> <laughs> and like I said, she still wants to marry you. This is a good I know, right? It's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> I think it actually makes me feel more energized today because it's like, oh God, that's finally off the to-do list, right? <laughs> Yeah, and she like, got vetted, and they got vetted, so everyone's good now. You're yeah. all good, good. It's like, okay, you know, let's just drop the walls, let it all in, let it all out, and just see where it goes. So Beautiful. Well done, yeah. well done. So I, I, I don't know why I only had two cups of coffee. Maybe because I woke up so wide awake and happy. It's just a happy <laughs> Sunday fun day. So Perfect. Perfect. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Nasha is joining you today and taking time out of her you know, busy Colorado lifestyle on a Sunday because we've had to reschedule this thing like twice. That's all right. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> so let, let's finally dig in, man. We were actually rapping for probably about a good, what, five, 10 minutes before we even recorded. And I'm like, this happens all the time. We should probably fire up the show. Exactly. 
So we're, we're catching up on a, on a healthy demographic, are we not? Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. So yeah. what do you normally talk about in most of these other podcasts you've been on? Because obviously my format's more open, so I'm very intrigued. Like, do you get more Q&A style podcasts? I get everything, but Q&A seems to be the standard issue, right? And people always kind of have... Um, you know, really want to focus in on the book or focus in on my cancer story or other things. But I, you know, to me, what I like about your style is showing people that being real is part of being, you know, like choosing day-to-day lifestyle sort of hacks, if you will, is, is just, is actually just as much fun as going on a, you know, St. Patty's Day bender. I mean, right. I love, I have a really vital, happy, dynamic, fun, wild life. And I don't, you know, I don't do what probably a lot of standard um, issue, you know, American, you know, Westerner <laughs> do for fun. And it's just a different experience. So I, I have a feeling you're going to take on some of those um, road, some of those paths today of our conversation. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, I, I, first of all, I love the keyword in your because I'm a marketing consultant, right? So I'm like, oh, my God, when you registered and I got to see the brand and I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. that's right, ladies and gentlemen, you can check her out at optimalterrainconsulting.com. But the keyword there is optimal. But also, I love the fact you used terrain because obviously, I used to live in Colorado. I used to live in Arizona. Um, I, obviously, I used to be you know one of the one of the hotshot wildland firefighters out there with the federal government. So I know terrain. So exactly. I just love the words here. I'm like, dude, this is this is fun. I don't know if you picked terrain because of your Colorado lifestyle or just because the topic of cancer is crazy full of terrain. Yeah. Well, but a lot of things actually. The place where I first heard terrain was coined around. Um, uh, like the, the whole concept of it's the, it's the, the microcosm, not the macrocosm, it's the microbe, it's not the illness. I mean, all of these things kind of come back from our predecessors in, in medicine. Um, you know, Beauchamp was the guy who was all about the terrain, but he was in cahoots with, you know, our, our, our future antibiotic leaders of the world today. And everyone kind of turned their attention towards the organism being the problem versus what was, bringing the organism into life being the problem. And so we've kind of made a full circle that people like me look more about what's happening in the rest of the body that invites in disease or invites disease to take root and grow wildly versus the actual disease itself. So that was one component, terrain versus, you know, the microbe itself being the issue. The other is I'm an outdoor person. I believe that nature is the ultimate healer. I, um, find that we are very nature deficient today. And I am married to a very big life adventurer who promised me when we started dating almost 27 years ago, that life would always be an adventure. And there is always a topo map in one of our vehicles because my husband doesn't want to just like follow a regular paved road, right? It's like, let's get lost. And there's been many a time I thought they'd find our bones somewhere out (laughs) in wild places, right? So that concept of when I, when I'm looking at a patient, I'm looking at their whole terrain to understand, you know, what got them there and what can help bring them back into a place of optimal health. I love that because first of all, real quick on that side note, she already gave you a really powerful nugget, ladies and gentlemen, as you're listening to this is that get outside. I don't care if you have to hashtag it on your Instagram profile while you're hiking and doing a selfie. That's fine. Okay. Get outside. If that's what's going to help you, like, hey, you know what? I need an excuse to get some really fun pics on my Instagram and my Facebook feed or my my story. Like, I'm making fun of that but because, but actually, I, you know, I do a lot of social media marketing, but I'm like, that's the point we're trying to talk about here, right? Is you could take selfies in your house or you can go on a beautiful hike, take an amazing selfie, 
and then stick that on your whatever social media platform you want to be on, right? So anyway, in the end, are you getting outside enough? Are you getting Mother Nature's fresh air? Are you getting the necessary sunlight? Are you hydrating? Like the other excuse of hiking gives you an excuse yeah. to drink water. <laughs> exactly. It forces that habit. You know, you are thirsty when you're out there hiking up some 14ers. It's that's just kind of part of the deal. But you're right. It's like that. That's the place where I love. I, I too really enjoy looking at people's photos and selfies and, and Instagram images. And the ones that fire me up and inspire me the most are seeing people doing creative things like their work or their play or their um, education out in nature. It's like bringing the best of all worlds. And it's where we've come from. That is a natural part of our being. And the average American today spends less than 15 minutes a day outside. Is that horrific? That is the latest statistic. Well, you know why? Hold on. Since oh, you're, you're wearing a blue pair of glasses today. Oh, do I? Have, oh, yes. Well, normally and I have. Ladies and gentlemen, if you actually, if you, uh, as a refresher to our newer listeners, we do actually stream this then over YouTube once the episode goes live. But I have a new pair of blue glasses. <gasps> what? So do you know what these are? Do they have blockers? Can you see the, the color I change? Can't. It's that not just a weird neck movement. Thirty cool. <laughs> percent blockers. What? So okay. I just had uh, Dr. Travis on my show. Oh, nice. hold on. Wait, hold on. Oh, oh. Wait, wait. wait. We're gonna. <laughs> Are we gonna go matchy matchy? Oh, oh we are gonna go matchy. Oh, oh so boom. Oh, what? So again, ladies and gentlemen, you can't see what we're doing right now, but I just took the. The blue frame, 30%. Oh, you get these different color frames. This is a different yeah, manufacturer. I love those. I might have to know about that. Are, are you rocking Swannies? I'm rocking blue blockers. So oh, I you got the actual brand blue blockers. The blue blocks, and then I got my daytime. Nice. I know. So, we'll keep these on. What's the daytime percentage on yours? Or just... Oh, gosh. I can't remember. I'm terrible. Like, I just, I like the data part, that part leaves my brain. I just know that they're the appropriate wavelengths for the daytime, you know, screen time usage yeah. until about sunset. And then I'll switch over to these babies. So, yeah. see, yeah. so ladies yeah. and gentlemen, Nisha and I are both geeking out about the power <laughs> of blue light and there's the wow. good blue light and there's the bad blue light. And here's the thing. If you're outside and enjoying the beautiful sun, that's the good blue light frequencies, right? So totally. she's got plenty of them. Cause she lives in, in the, that you're in that big Western Colorado area of the Durango surrounding regions. And yeah. It's gorgeous there. I've mountain biked there. Uh, I was joking around earlier. My friend's son, he, my friend works for um, New Belgium Brewery in oh, Fort Collins. Yeah. Yeah. So his that. son is like a world-class, you know, for his age, mountain bike racer. So he got a partial scholarship to go to that college down there. No way. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. It's so, a huge biking community. So, oh, it's yeah. massive. Like when I lived down there, when I lived, actually I used to live in Golden. So every oh, weekend, yeah. once I met him and I met, that brewery, like I obviously I don't drink beer anymore, but back then I did because you have that connection. Um, we we drove every yeah every almost every weekend I was up there because they have a great cycling foundation in Colorado called Cyclismo Youth Foundation. And long story short, is their whole goal is to get kids on bikes, awesome. which in turn gets kids outside. So I figured you'd appreciate that. I love that. I love that. And it's so important because, you know, that's, that's, you know, I have people who are eating perfect diets, 
perfect diets, but they're not going to bed at a normal time. They're completely being exposed to so much screen time. They're never outdoors. And, and that's the place is, yes, we live in these wonderful technologies that can connect us all over the world, but they're, they have a price to pay for their toll on our health, our sleep, our mitochondrial function, our microbiome, our mental, emotional, and hormonal health. All of these things get beaten up by even just the light. I mean, I very much care about your diet, but if you're still putting yourself, exposing yourself to these other toxicants without some, you know, some paying attention to that, you're, you're, you're not making it all the way. I like the keyword there of toxicants. Could you dig in that a little bit? That's a fun word. It's a fun word. Well, you know, we used to kind of say it on my board. I just got done. I clean slated my board for the for the Colorado vacation. Oh, this is good. There you go. Well, now you had some of your toxicants last night with some scotch. Yeah. You did that. Think that right? Is it C or C L O? With a T before the S at the end. Toxicants. Oh, kints. Oh. Oh. Okay. See, I didn't even hear that right. So, ladies and gentlemen, T O X I C A N T S. I will Google a definition and slap that into the show notes, but. Right on. Well, you know, when we talk about things, a lot of us say environmental toxins, but we're actually not being correct. The word is actually toxicants. So it's things that create toxicity in our body. Now we can do that through things like hormesis. Okay. So stressing ourselves with with uh, cold, you know, showers, or even stressing ourselves with a little bit of scotch when we're not accustomed to drinking very much anymore. Because let's Those be real, alcohol in any form is, is a toxicant. toxicant. You got it. There we go. Okay. It is. It is. And so those are the moments there, but we are swimming in them today. It is, we have to take so much more effort to think about what we're putting on in and around our bodies. And some people, you know, I've, I've said this on other podcasts, but I, I start to, well, not even start. I'm certain I have family and friends who believe that I wrap myself in tinfoil on a regular basis. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, maybe for fun, but in the reality is it, it's, we can't be the boy in the bubble. We can't live our lives that oh. way. So these little, these little like hackers, like the glasses, I'm in front of technology 12 hours a day, as I'm sure you are. I'm surrounded by all kinds of like green wave devices plugged in my outlets and defender pads and standing on earthing mats because I'm- Oh, you technology. you must be following Dr. Jack Cruz. Well, I actually been doing this before I heard of Jack Cruz. I oh. found Jack Cruz by my own living of these things because I- know I had really- him on the show. I know he's a trip and I know he's very controversial in some places. Still but the I most downloaded like- episode I ever had. Like that guy's got like a crazy viral following. I, part of why he's so good is because he is so provocative and he tells it like it is. And he's right. I will agree with you on that. He, Absolutely. He's like, listen, he's like, he's there with his blue blockers on with like dim lighting. And he did, he was my first videoed episode. So I, I when I started doing this and he's like, just so you know, I'm literally killing myself right now. Like, <laughs> maybe not in that exact way of saying it, but I was like, uh, yeah. Oh, 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 should I apologize to have you come on and do video? He's like, no, no, no. He's like, it's necessary. We have to get the message out there. So, exactly. but yeah. I was like, wow, there's that provocative piece. <laughs> yeah. And that's, a, that's the thing, but he is, you know, he has, a, he reaches a, a particular population of people that are really open to his message. We have other people coming down the pipeline who have their own kind of version or personality of putting that information out there, such as Nick, is it Picole? I'm, I know I'm sp- saying his name incorrectly, but he has a great book called EMF guide to like the tinfoil guide to EMF living or something, a cute little clever name like that. And he's doing some cool trainings now for physicians around EMFs. Um, Not quite as provocative as Dr. Cruz, but man, the message is the same, right? We're really, you don't need to be like Jack Cruz. Each of us have our own personal brand, right? Your own style. So I like that. 
I like it. And that's the thing is you just today living on the planet, you have to just take those extra steps to take care of yourself. And it, it may seem like it's a little crazy to some people, but we keep learning more information every day about what is affecting our overall health and vitality. And I, I, it's amazing how many people I meet who think they're healthy until they get a diagnosis of cancer. And that's my whole world, right? And then when I start to really help them analyze their terrain, Look at that topo map of their body and being, it's actually a miracle they didn't get cancer much sooner. And that's kind of how I see the world today. And that might seem like a buzzkill um, to your listeners, but today it's one in two men and one in 2.4 women will have this diagnosis in the United States in their lifetime. So you better start looking like, you know, geeking out like you and I are doing right now. And oh, found the book. Yes, yes, it's great. The non-tinfoil guide to <laughs> How to fix our stupid use. Oh, wow, I, I didn't even see that. How to fix our stupid use of technology by uh, Nicholas uh, Penault. Yeah, 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 he's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. obviously I'm gonna go back and while we're talking and actually share your site here now. So oh. it gave me excuse to fire up screen sharing, so. Right on, um, Fine. No, but I love all this because, let's be real. I've coached health, fitness over the years, many different domains from, from spinning and cycling to, to uh, ski racing for youths to uh, CrossFit. I'm actually a CFL1 CrossFit coach right now. So, because it's my life balance, right? And people are like, oh, so what? He's like, I, I literally had something the other day. He said, oh, I finally listened to one of your podcast episodes. I'm like, yeah. He's like, I didn't realize you've done all this stuff that you've done. And you yeah. still do all this stuff. He's like, you know, maybe one of these days you should probably focus on one thing. And like, it's one of my friends. And I'm like, no. Right. See, 15, 20 years ago, I thought I was supposed to do that. Yeah. And then I realized, listen, if you have the mental capacity and the patience <laughs> and the ability to release stress, to be able to handle multiple domains of focus and yeah. keep learning, I yeah. should be that guy. Like, why is that a problem? Because let's be real, from biohacking, or Jack Cruz calls it mitohacking, or yeah. his, his yeah. mitochondriacs, like, yeah. if I'm not going to be the one who at least tries to figure this stuff out with you and everybody else, and then get the message out there over a podcast, over a website, like, we we need to be doing this, right? Got it. That's you what I'm hearing. It. You're And you're hearing it so perfectly, because here's the deal. I've been at this for myself for going on 27 years. You got me okay? <laughs> Well, but this is what, this is what's so crazy is it's been like, I've been living on my own little Island all by myself, looking like the crazy lady. And it wasn't, it foil wasn't hat. Right, exactly, my tinfoil, <laughs> entire like tinfoil wrapping look here. But here's the coolest thing is in the last five years, I would say, you know, maybe especially in the last two to three at, at a, at a super huge momentum mm. up until that point, I was kind of alone, but you know, who changed it? It wasn't me. It wasn't my, it wasn't doctors. It wasn't even so much as patients. The people who are changing the discussion of health are the tech world, the biohackers, yes. the tech geeks, the, the Silicon Valley people, you guys and the podcasters and the bloggers. This is what is so amazing is that you guys are out there living it and sharing your knowledge and bringing this information to the masses in a way that they never would have gotten it from their family physician. Yeah. Well, so here's the thing about that, right? I try to explain people my, my silly glasses. <laughs> I, I consider them now fun glasses. That's why I purposely ordered a different color. Like, here's the best part, right? Real quick, my fiance does not understand, and she's a smart woman, right? She's a, uh, a doctor of equine veterinary, so she's a horse doctor. She's wow. a doctor of chiropractic, so she actually does chiropractic care on animals. And then, and then in November, we recently went down to uh, South Africa for two weeks, 
one week for vacation, one week to go attend an equine conference um, while on safari. That was awesome, by the way. And I know, right? (laughs) And I said, and she brings back this knowledge of shockwave technology. So she just bought a $30,000 shockwave machine because she cares about wellness for the animals and healing them to prevent surgery, right? She's not a surgical doctor. She's like, listen, if a horse is that bad, I will say you got to go to the surgical center, right? Her whole goal and trust me, she's heavy on the medicine. I, you know, that's, yeah. that's what they teach you. Right. But um, the cool thing is she's starting to move. And I, I, I no longer push her. Like she's starting to move and morph towards the wellness stuff more. Thanks to probably her chiropractic background and now investing in the shockwave therapy, which by the way, we've used on each other. Um, <laughs> not, sure, not sure if that's legal or not, but I'm like, hey, <laughs> you, you spent a lot of money on this. Let's, uh, let's use it. <laughs> Exactly. It's a little weird. It's like it's you just hear awesome. a pop, 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 and it's like sending high frequency sound waves into your tissue to break up adhesions and everything else. So anyway. Well, they're actually using that technology and treating cancer tumors. So oh, yeah. just I know it's being used on humans. So yeah. uh-huh. uh, but the real quick thing was the like these glasses. Like she said yeah. the first pair of blue blockers I have with the orange lenses, she's like, You look ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be real. And then she said, Well, you know, whatever. And then I, I'm trying to, like, she doesn't, she doesn't sleep well. She, she's like, why do you always talk about me on the podcast, by the way, real quick. <laughs> and so, so Nasha, it's just like this, I was like, listen, baby, I was like, you're a part of my life and I can't not because I'm the crazy tinfoil hat guy. And she thinks I look ridiculous in my blue blockers, but now I ordered her a pair of pink frames of these. Oh, oh yes, you and did. She's now wearing them at night. Because she's always watching TV and she has her iPad in front of her playing her mind exercise apps because that's what she likes to do. And I'm like, you wonder why you can't stay in a deep, deep, deep level of REM sleep cycle. She's like, well, I have no problem going to sleep. I'm like, that's not what I'm talking about. Anybody can close their eyes and fall asleep. I know some people can't. But everything that I'm, everything you and I are talking about and overstimulation, I'm like, Yes, some people are affected that way and they can't go to sleep right away. Other people can go to sleep like her, but then she's not entering the deep cycle and not staying in there. I don't know if you study any of that, but. I do, I absolutely, because, you know, that's the other thing. So we now are, you know, again, food, very important. Light exposure, very important. Circadian rhythm, hello, that's where the. Circadian rhythm. That totally was what won the Nobel Prize this year. Um, And so our sleep cycles are so critical to our health and well-being. I mean, two nights of bad sleep will stimulate your insulin growth factor to the point where it is massive for growing tumors and um, growths throughout the whole body and throwing you into endocrine disruption and metabolic disruption. It's a big deal. So sleep is definitely critical and quality of sleep, as you pointed out, is critical. But, but wait a minute, Nisha. I'm getting my eight hours every night. It also matters. I got to stay on a cycle. Ergo... <laughs> circadian keyword rhythm yes i'm always i literally so how about you you actually saw that i did that facebook live uh podcast with dr megan cannon we brought this stuff up so love it love it because she works a lot with collegiate athletes and it was kind of funny you'll appreciate this so yesterday Mm -hmm. we're doing a crossfit workout at my friend's crossfit gym it's a partner day and there's a new girl. She wasn't talking to anybody. And I just, I'm, I'm, we're doing burpees next to each other to warm up. And I'm like, by the way, hi, I'm Scott. And we're jumping up and down doing our burpees. <laughs> and she's like, oh yeah, I haven't really talked to anybody yet. Cause it's like my first time here. And I'm like, well, hi, I'm Scott. And I find out that she just moved back from Spokane, Washington. 
She's a she's a former collegiate volleyball like D three athlete who's now a college volleyball coach, and yeah. she got hired here at one of the local universities, Muhlenberg College, which is like ten minutes from my house. And she was there just to because she started CrossFitting two two years ago. Cool. And she's just checking out which box she may want to join. And then I find I'm like, oh, she's got a whole team of collegiate athletes, and she's the women's volleyball coach. And I said, oh, well, you need to bring them back in here because my friend who owns a CrossFit gym brings in Dr. Megan Cannon to do WOD and learn events. So we do the workout of the day, and then everybody hangs out while they're sweaty and mobilizes and stretches, and then she runs an entire sports psychology education session. It's fun. Right? So it's like we need to be cross-blending all of what we're talking about here because even in that podcast episode, which will air in a couple weeks, we discussed the importance of how youth – and we were there. Let's be real. I did this. Like, oh, you got the hero complex. Say, oh, man, I, I only need six hours a night, man. I got studying to do. But clearly, is that good? Right. Because what I'm hearing from you is maybe not. Well, and, and we're finding, I mean, luckily, because of scientists like who just won the Nobel Prize, we're finding that each of our cells have their own little inner clock. Mm-hmm. And they only function. They only do their job in the midst of a particular time frame. So th- this is what's so interesting to me is the Chinese medicine. So that's also one of my one of my millions of degrees. My husband's put me in a moratorium at this point, but um, I love the ancient medicines, Ayurveda, Chinese medicine, because they were the original, they were the original mitohackers, biohackers, right? They, they looked at the world of how we related to nature in and nature out and how to best manipulate and optimize our body with the world and the nature around us. So they were ahead of the game. But a couple of things I learned in Chinese medicine school was um, the time frame of things. So basically we knew in Chinese medicine that if you're not in bed by 11 PM, and especially if you're awake between 11 and 3 AM, your liver is not doing its job. That is interesting. Right. And that is a critical time. So if I have people, grave shift workers, highest rates of cancer and diabetes and other mental, emotional quick, and- grave shift workers, like third shift. Yeah. Got or, it. Like exactly. People who work from like midnight on until sunrise. Got it. Okay. Big time. Big time. Talk about circadian rhythm switcheroo, right? That's a big, um, the other piece of this is if you're awake in that time, when you're not doing those jobs, everything gets kind of inefficient and backed up, right? So, you know, it'll eventually get to it, but not as, as effectively as possible. So I have people who go say, oh, I go to bed at two and sleep till 10. So I'm getting my eight hours, but they're missing the timing. Just like people like Dr. Cruz saying the timing of your meals is actually more important than what's in your meal itself. I don't hundred percent agree with that. Mind you, I think quality. Um, I, I experiment with full fasting to intermittent fasting all the time. So technically I'd be breaking that protocol, right? Exactly. Exactly. So playing with these things is like, we have a rhythm. We are attached to a, a, a pattern for a reason. It's not that it was an arbitrary, we just made this up as we went along. It works. That's where our cells are their most you know, responsible for their particular job. So that is key here. And sleep is the way to do it. So you, you, you said cellular clocks, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so obviously the master plan here, going back to circadian rhythm is to have, I'm guessing all of our cells in tune with each other and hopefully on the same clock cycle. You got it. Right. You got it. You so got you're it. saying that if we screw up our sleep cycle for 48 hours, so perfect example is I want I, I'm going to be honest, like last night <laughs> we don't hang out late and we weren't drinking crazily. Like my, well, she was a little hammered, but uh, <laughs> because I, I think it was because my friend's stories were so ridiculous. She kept saying, I should just go to bed. I want to be up early. She wanted to go to yoga. I'm like, just go babe. And then next thing you know, another past story comes out and she's just like, 
oh, well, here, Scott, go get me another wine. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) you want to hang? So we probably didn't go to sleep until like 2 a.m. And we don't do that. Like at the latest, maybe 11 p.m. Because I need, I like my 10.30 to 11 to like about, you know, the 7, 8 a.m., especially on the weekends. So that's probably why I only had two cups of coffee because we slept, (laughs) we slept in this morning because I said, we have to at least get the full eight or eight plus. And we're not going to do it again tonight. So we're not going to hit that 48 hour thing. So I guess my question to you is people are hearing this on average. You're not partying two nights in a row. Like you're going to have that one rough night and then it's like, okay, I need to recover. So is there a major difference between the whole 24 hour screwing you up and then getting right back on track the next day versus the 48 hour? What are we talking about there? I actually think, as we you know, alluded to this early on about hormesis, is I think those moments when you do push your stress, your body, stress, your normal rhythm, stress, your normal routine kind of gives a little bit of a wake up call to the whole chemistry to kind of be like, what, what, what just happened here? Okay. Everyone jump in. I think short term experiences like that are not a problem. In fact, I think they can be helpful. Hmm. All right. So, so, you know, so I'm, my I'm, scotch last night until 2 a.m. was you, helpful. You, you just get a lovely little upgrade in your chemistry with that, you know, but that's the thing is today, most of the people in there, especially, oh my God, I think about where I was in my teens, twenties, thirties. Um, it was more many days in a row or for some people, many weeks or hello lifetime yeah. in a row of that. I worked, yeah, you know, grave shifts for um, several years early on um, into my early twenties. I worked restaurant business where you'd finish up at midnight. You'd go out partying with your colleagues until 3am and you'd get up and do it all over again. That was the world. Hello. Right. Former bouncer, bar back and bartender. Totally. That was all. Yeah, exactly. And you know, and part of it, you would never want to miss those experiences and opportunities in your lifetime. And we have to kind of clean ourselves up from that you know? And so, you know, today, especially we're not as our mitochondria are not as hearty coming into this world as they were 20 years ago, 40 years ago, 60 years ago, 80 years ago. Pause on that real quick. So you're saying, because I'm just merely firing my head here. I'm like, so there is a, how do I say this? You're going to correct me. A genetic Mm -hmm. passing on of negative disposition of our mitochondria. Like, Hey dude, we started all these years of pollution and new technology, we are actually somewhat hard coding that into our DNA and then passing that on to the next generation. Is that what I'm hearing? You're absolutely right. It's called epigenetics. Oh yeah, of course. Right. right? You know, <laughs> and, uh, do you know Dr. Yeah. Anthony J? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. He's been on the show a couple of times. Oh, very cool. We're coming back on because I, I'm waiting Good. for my 23 and me results to come back. And then nice. he's going to run a full analysis on a podcast oh, of fun. my DNA results. Oh, I love it. And that's what I do on every one of my clients. Oh. So that's how I look at how Ladies they- and that's one of her services. So. That's one of my services. I like uh, that. Because that information is so helpful to know, well, what deck of cards were you dealt in this lifetime? But the cool thing that Dr. J and myself, we, we talk about here is- how are you playing that hand of cards? You know, that's the key. And so it's not, you're not, these are dynamic um, genetic expressions. So you can do something about them. All right. Okay. And so that's the piece here that I want people to, you know, don't feel like, I always tell people, I feel like I'm giving you all the bad news and you're ready to kind of go and jump off a bridge, <laughs> but I never tell you the bad news without telling you there's something to do about it. Um, and so it's just part and parcel of understanding where we've come from. So we, there's a couple of cool studies that have come out that even what your dad ate prior to your conception is going to have an impact on your 
life and your health, right? So I just think to myself, oh my God, my dad ate pickled pig's feet and Vienna sausages. I mean, no wonder I, you know, cancer at 19. My dad, my dad lo- <laughs> loves his, uh, oh God, corn beef hash. And, and do you know what, do you know what Scrapple is? No, but you're going to tell us. It's, oh God, it's not, no. I mean, it's, it's this gray brick of meat stuff <laughs> that you slice up and then you like you pan fry it or pan sear yeah. it. I, I don't know if it's Pennsylvania Dutch. It can't be Irish because I when I went to Ireland, I'm like that was not on my plate. I, <laughs> I, I ordered like classic Irish breakfasts over there, and oh, they yeah. had these different colored discs of sausage. Oh yeah, with sausage uh, and sausage. Yeah, like there was a yeah. red. There's a red one and a black one, oh, yeah. and I'm like oh, that yeah. was weird too. But yep. I was like Scrapple man. <laughs> anyway, shout out to anybody here in the Northeast U.S., especially in Pennsylvania, who maybe Pennsylvania Dutch. I'm thinking it's probably some kind of German influenced food. It is not pretty looking. I don't understand why people eat it. Uh, it just looks like overly processed slab Ugh. of gray stuff. So it was like the precursor to spam. I, I don't know. It's just not. I mean, I just it's spam too, right? Like people are like, oh, I'm, there's there's actually there was a health guy who actually recommended uh, uh, spam, and I'm like, Ugh. what? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Processes against, but but no, these are the these are the things when you you know kind of coming back to your first question is what if we just kind of have a rager every once in a while? What if we just don't get a good night's sleep every once in a while? We're traveling, we've had a big stressor, yeah. um, we're at a friend's you know bridal shower, like whatever. All those normal things, like those are life experiences or like little hormetic moments of pushing your body to um, respond in a particular way. But when you stay in that state. Over time, your mitochondria become weaker and weaker and weaker and less and less in number and less and less efficient and effective in creating ATP, your energy source. So the first sign of people having mitochondrial damage is fatigue. And the number one complaint to every practitioner I've ever met, whether you're a chiropractor, an equine veterinarian, a doctor of naturopathic medicine, a conventional medical doctor, everyone comes in and complains about being tired. And when you're being born in a chemical soup that has rendered our previous passed down genetics more vulnerable than before. So for instance, when I started practice, the average age of the patient I saw with cancer was 68. And that was about the nation average. And you're saying it's like 20 years ago or? Yeah, this is uh, in 1996, right? So. Today, I, was a, I, was a, I was a freshman at college. Yeah, you were or not yet. You were still a twinkle in your parents' eyes. <laughs> no, but honestly, where today the average patient I see is 45. See, and that's, that's sad. I'm 40 now. So in five I, years, I'm supposed to be one of these possible people, unfortunately, due to just yeah. basic numbers. It is. And all my friends who made fun of me being the tinfoil hat lady, they're all getting diagnosed with crazy cancers now. And that's my sad and scary, horribly sad. It's, and I sound like the lunatic shouting it from the rooftops until they have it. And then they're like, what was that you were saying again? And so my whole mission of talking to people like you and being out there is like, do something about it before it's a problem. Start, start fine tuning your top, your terrain now, don't wait to be a building engulfed in flames. Address the smoldering ember in the basement. Well, all right. So I, I hate to bring up, actually, real quick, before I jump into this, I have to share yeah. this with you. Please. We have fun on this show. <laughs> and you have to see Scrapple. Okay, now I'm really excited. Oh, okay. Ingredients. Frightening. Pork stock, pork, pork skins, oh, cornmeal, pork livers, wheat flour, pork fat, pork hearts, salt and spices so actually if they'd remove the corn the spices which is probably yes. just MSG, 
in wheat flour, it actually would have been a decent product. <laughs> I would agree. And, and uh, this, oh, is, my goodness. this is, <laughs> oh, what? and your dad loves this. I'm uh, just saying he's cool. also type two diabetic. So <laughs> well, he, the, I, I love your dad, but no. The glue's in there is what's getting your dad, the glue and that scrapple. Thank you. And it's the wheat flour and the cornmeal, uh, two, two of the worst things you could put in your body. So, Seriously. Seriously. and we grew up in farming, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna protect us and stop sharing that and, <laughs> and close that evil tab. But I will reshare now for our listeners because we haven't actually name dropped it yet. But obviously, we're talking a lot about cancer, and I do want our listeners to hear about the metabolic approach to cancer, which we've been talking about. But that is the name of your book. It is connected through your website. It is available on Amazon. Um, but is this what? I guess inspired you to write the book because unfortunately you're seeing your friends and family increase in your numbers. Like what, 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 what kind of empowered you to actually yeah. take action on the book? Well, looking back at my own personal history and my family history, we did not come from a nice hearty grain of health. You know, like it was, it was a lot of health challenges growing up. Mm. I was basically sick coming into this world, a lot of digestive issues, um, a lot of problems. By the time I was 19 years old, um, I was diagnosed with a terminal cancer. And, uh, and exactly. And so because I was pre-med, because I had an interest in the sciences and because there was no Dr. Google at that time, um, is I started doing the research on, because I, I, I want to know, I want to understand processes. That's how my brain works. So I started digging and the literature in my little library in Durango, Colorado, Fort Lewis college at that time had really old outdated science texts because they couldn't afford the newer, fancier ones. Cause we weren't a giant four year big accredited university. So that being said is the type of materials I started running across in my research of cancer were led all, me down the path to Otto Warburg and the Warburg effect, which is all about how our mitochondria process energy, pretty simple concept. Basically, normally when we're healthy, our mitochondria breathe. There's this concept called respiration, and I won't go into the biochemistry of that. But as we start to beat the crap out of our mitochondria, over time with a lot of the things we've been talking about on your show so far, those poor little mitochondria stop breathing and start fermenting. And that fermentation process starts to fill their biotoxins, yep, out into the cells around them and the tissues around them and starts to bring in more inflammatory cytokines and more toxins and start to acidify the tissue. So a lot of people talk about, oh, you have to eat an alkaline diet because that's what um, treats cancer. What people don't understand is the acidity is a result of the broken down mitochondria, not the effect or not the cause. Does that make sense? It so does. I mean, after, maybe, maybe to first. me, like, because yeah. I've been geeking more and more about this and I've been following influencers like you and Anthony J and Jack Cruz. Yeah. And that's another fun thing of launching a podcast. You start like adding yeah. layers of knowledge. But exactly. I mean, the interesting thing I wanted to pause on was this whole fermentation thing, because I'm like, wow, you don't think, I yeah. guess it's just, wow, you can literally start emanating outward, increased damage from it. within. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. I mean, yeah. obviously we talk a lot about inf inflammation because, I mean, you may agree or agree, disagree with this company, but like you, you were talking about, um, oh God, you were Chinese education yeah. and the uh, Ayurvedic way of life, right? Which actually mm -hmm. isn't Ayurvedic Indian. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so I had no idea that when I was wild and firefighting, and I want to tie this together because I've mentioned it many times on the show, but I think it's important to tie it to what you're talking about because I'm a big advocate to helping people remove inflammation from the body. 
That's what you're talking about. I mean, fermentation is triggering inflammation. Exactly. So I knew nothing of this stuff. So I could really thank me beating the snot out of myself at 31, not being in the cubicle life anymore, but getting the federal government to beat the crap at me as a wildland firefighter. And then I never had accumulated massive levels of exhaustion and lack of cellular rebuilding I'm just trying to add more fun uh, phrases now in this episode because you're with me. Because mm-hmm. I, at the end of the firefighting season, we just did 2,000 hours on average or 18 to 200, 2,000, 1,800 to 2,000 hours in a summer. So like from April to September, 16-hour shifts, you're going two weeks straight before you get a day off. Not good for you. <laughs> and you're eating on the run and you're being inhalated. Oh, trust me. And the, the federal fire camps, the federal fire camps, like, dude, I mean, at least they had eggs. I'm still don't know if there were some of these camps. I think were powdered eggs. It was just not good. Um, but like back then, I didn't know any better. I'm eating everything because starting. Right. If you're a standard wildland firefighter digging in, in the fire line, you're burning. I was told we supposedly burned on an average of seven thousand calories a day. I believe um, it. As a as a sawyer, because I got I got to become a, a sawyer because you're you're hiking with the chainsaw and all the gear and wielding that thing. We probably were upwards of ten thousand calories a day. And so it was just like, dude, you just keep stuff in your face. We're eating MREs. Oh dude. God. Yes. Ooh. So the level of preservatives in that. Exactly. So it yeah. has to last for decades. So yeah. Yeah. So when I did that Ireland trip, I went and backpacked Ireland after the sun season, like to reward myself. And I come home and my energy is just still in the tank. It's a month later. The fire season's done. I'm supposed to be enjoying my other half of the year off. And I went to a conference uh, to keep my, CEU credits up for my, back then I was a spinning instructor. And cool. that's when I took a class on toxicology of the body cool. at this fitness event. And the woman and the husband teaching it, cause he's like some kind of bioengineer, like inventor. They both were connected with a company called Isogenics, which is something oh, that yeah. I use. And yeah. some people agree with them or don't, I don't care. The point is I got to learn about cellular toxic toxicity I didn't understand what the hell cleansing and fasting was and how your body's natural detoxification processes are actually bombarded and can't do what they normally do. So then I followed one of their programs to go through that. I'm not trying to turn the commercial or anything, but it's like, Oh, now years later I'm geeking out. Like I do. I didn't eat until two o'clock today. I woke up like, I'm good. Made some coffee and I finally had eggs and bacon before I came on the show. (laughs) You did autophagy. You took the garbage out. Yeah. Since the last um, scotch, you've been cleaning out cleaning out the garbage so your body can keep rebuilding, regenerating every moment of every day. Yeah, and I still I still follow their protocols. Um, probably once a quarter at least. Cool. I'll do a full forty eight hour fast, two Great. weeks two weeks out of the month. Uh, or some people could just do one 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 day a week. I like to do the double uh, because I'm used to. It. I've been doing it for eight right. years now. So. Right. It's easy. Cool. People are like, I don't understand how you could do that. I'm like, listen, even if I take isogenics out of the equation, it's forcing my body to attack its own fat cells, which is releasing the stored talk. Cause I had on, um, do you know, Dr. Sylvia Tara? Oh yeah. 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 So she released the book last year, uh, the secret life of fat. So cool. I had her on. So she's sure. like, she's, so we were geeking out about this because nice. she's like, yeah, she's like, you are releasing your fat cells are designed to protect you. They, whatever your body can't naturally detoxify and filter out the bloodstream, it's being stored off stored in your fat. And then she's like, yes, when you go through a fasting process, your body's like, oh, I'm not eating. 
So those organs are shutting down, but it's going to start attacking the fat cells to pull, and then you're releasing toxicity back into your bloodstream. So depending on how toxic you are, it's not fun in the beginning. Oh, no, it's can not. You, can you talk to some of that? I think oh, it's yeah. important. It's like a recirculation. You've now liberated it from its storage tanks, and now it's circulating. And unless you are helping take that garbage out with things like sweating, enemas, hydration, dry brushing, uh, breathing, like so a good workout. Well, correct. Dry brushing for the, for the yeah. listeners. Was oh yeah. It's like, you can just take even a dried washcloth and just scrub up and down your whole body, um, torso, legs, up, everything. Like in the morning of- or just any time of day? Before you hop in the shower, anytime, whatever time your shower is. And you could use an actual brush. You could use a rag. You could use those little loofah sponges. And it pumps, it, it basically stimulates lymphatic drainage oh. because most of us don't pay much attention to our lymph system. And our lymph system is our garbage collector. And just taught me something. <laughs> cool. I've never done dry rubbing. Oh, you will love it. And well, like, I heard to do that. Well, that, might, yeah. that might be called wet rubbing. Um, <laughs> but, but I, I, heard, I, heard, I heard when you finish a good yoga session, if you are sweating, and not all yoga gets you sweating, but let's say you're doing a hot yoga, yeah, uh, yeah. cause I do it all. Um, yeah. they said, don't go into the shower right away. Wipe your body down first because yeah. you have all the toxicity on the skin. And when you go take a shower, it's going to open the pores up and pull it back in. Right. And that's kind of like why you dry brush before to open the pore, like help it start mm-hmm. or in, in Ayurveda, because it's related to the yogis, that whole concept, what you just described is actually called Abhyanga. Okay. And that means Abhyanga oil rubbing, oil massaging. And so basically before a shower, now I tell people this, this is kind of with a disclaimer because you will kill yourself if you oil up and hop in a shower without a good thing to grip your feet on. <laughs> oh you yeah, so the whole, the whole foot gripping so thing, yeah. You do not come after <laughs> Scott and I um, if you fall and hurt yourself, but you could use things like um, you know, coconut oil, sesame oil, rubbing um, onto your tissues, really massaging it in before hopping in a shower. And those oils um, are actually kind of drawing. So the tissues open up, it pulls the toxins out, but it also drives some of those oils in. And so like, for instance, sesame oil um, is known as a a, a kind of a cleanser of the tissues in Ayurveda. It's also really good for anxiety. It's really good to cool the fire of the body. So things like that, there's these ancient things that we now have the scientific method backing it up to understand why we've used something for 5,000 years. I love the fact that you threw fire in, not just because it's my logo and in my brand, but obviously, which came, <laughs> obviously was inspired by the firefighting because I love, love full it. circling these topics because I remember a couple of years after I started playing around with the cleansing and the fasting stuff with isogenics, then I see Time Magazine releases a powerful cover and it was like a fire. Remember this one? It was black and inflammation killing America or something like that. And it was like, okay, listeners listen to this or watchers on YouTube, but it's like inflammation is fire within the body, right? Fire releases gas and stuff like that. I'm not going to get into the firefighting piece and fire sciences, but (laughs) the point is that's what we're talking about here. Whether it be fermentation, inflammation, fire in the body, this is the stuff that's tied to disease. You got it. You got it. And, and how beautiful that our pre- previous medical cultures associated them with things, you know, natural patterns of nature. So fire, water, air, earth, wind, yeah. right? Or like Jack, Jack talks about water, light, and magnetism, right? Totally. Yeah. Totally. And the fact that you were, I mean, it's interesting. Some of the most brilliant, some of the people who get what I do for a living the most are soil scientists, farmers, firefighters, people who work in nature and are around the rhythm because of fire. I mean, I live in an area where we, I was evacuated in 2002 from one of the worst fires in yes. Colorado. Um, we studied that one. 
Exactly, was right? That, so was that Storm King Mountain? No. That was uh, the Mission Ridge Fire, Missionary Ridge Mission, Fire. Yeah, Storm King yeah. was before that. I think that was in the exactly. 90s. That was, exactly. that was a decimating fire. Well, and so much of what we've learned about the fire problem today is, is because of the nature of the health or lack thereof of our forests. Mm -hmm. And so we had historically fires that would burn through to clean things up. Fever, right? How this relates into fever comes through, but what do we do to it? We suppress it. We don't cut down those trees. We don't, you know, we don't, we take a Tylenol to suppress the fever. We don't nature, let nature. The Tylenol doesn't cure anything. You're just, well, in fact, it kills your mitochondria and shuts and, down. And, and it impacts your, your gut health. Right? Totally. Because it totally. doesn't belong in the body. Totally. Yeah. And if you suppress fire mitigation for long enough, Mother Nature is going to have her way with you. Thank you for stating this. So, yes, ladies and gentlemen, if you, which that was government triggered all over this nation, they tried cutting back on the use of wildfire. What she's hinting at, and this, we're going to tie this to your health, mm -hmm. is I have to speak just for fire because I love talking about Jeez, it. This is perfect analogy. And you live there. You know what I'm talking about. Is that you have to thin the forest, not just from a species density issue, right? Too many trees close together because like they're robbing from each other, but also you have a fuel bed that builds up on the earth or you have underbrush or mid growth that builds up and you can't, here's the thing, a healthy forest, you literally should be able to walk through. And we're gonna tie this to current day. This is 2018 we're recording this. Last, late last year, a powerful new movie came out, first of its kind really to really probably tell the story of what the hotshot life was like. And it was a story of the Granite Mountain Hotshots who died in Arizona in 2013, the, the, yeah. the Fallen 19. Yeah. And I knew 17 of their faces because yeah. in that movie, I don't know if you've seen it yet, Only the Brave? I, I haven't. I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to prep myself for it because so, I cried about it. <laughs> yeah. so I, don't, I don't want to do that to you on the podcast. Sorry. But I, I take this personally because I served alongside of them. So in 2000, I, I fought fire 2010, 2011. When, if, if and when you see this movie, to the listeners, Only the Brave, um, mm. they refer to a fire in there called the Horseshoe Fire. Well, yes. that, was it, that was in the Chiricahua Mountains uh, near the border of Mexico in New Mexico. We were on that fire. They were on that fire. We literally got flown up because actually it was two years in a row. You're, you're talking about how our forests are a mess. There was a Horseshoe 1 fire in 2010, and then there was a Horseshoe 2 fire in 2011. So there you go. We had all this wildfire in 2010 in that range, and yet there was still enough to start another fire a year later. So clearly, that's a lot of fuel. Right. That's a, and that's Mother Nature saying, hey, there's a problem in here because fire is a purging effect. It will clean things out. But if you allow the fuel to build up too much, yeah. it gets dangerous. And that's what, that's what unfortunately killed them in 2013 right near their own hometown where they're based out of in Prescott, Arizona because – you had 30, 40 years of growth in that one canyon that they tried hiking out of. Mother Nature, the winds shifted, boxed off the canyon, and they couldn't get through fast enough to the safety zone they had established. And unfortunately, they deployed their fire shelters. Uh, they all lined out like we trained on, and hair stand up on my arms because I've been there. And um, unfortunately, the fire shelters that basically a foil cocoon are designed to allow fire to pass over you. Right. But there was so much fuel in that canyon and the rims around it, they got sealed off and it just turned it into a vortex. And that wow. fire did not pass over them. It stalled on them and then just spun like a tornado, superheating that canyon. 
God. And I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm just taking a break in this episode because I, I have to bring this stuff up because Ooh. this totally comes back to if you do not clean this stuff up, it yes. will explode. Yes. And unfortunately, yeah. I don't know, you can refer to this in the form of what? Death? Let's be yeah. real. Or cancer. 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 And that's what it is. That is your description is exactly what happens with cancer is you have enough accumulation of materials foreign materials, toxicants, micro, you know, dysbiosis, sugar, Mm. um, toxic thoughts, toxic relationships, stressful jobs that build up. And normally we had the shelters that they would move over us on occasion, right? (laughs) There comes a time and a place where you get caught in the vortex. And that my friends is a diagnosis of critical nature. And that's where instead of waiting to get to that point, which we are trained to do in our culture of the way we deal with a disease-based medical model. Why don't you start thinning out your forests? Why don't you start changing the fuel sources? Why don't you start building some shelters and some preventative measures? I'm loving this. We might have fun with the title of this episode because I'm like, I'm taking notes here and I'm like wildfire or the wildfire of cancer. Yeah, yeah. That's this is because this is this this needs to be discussed because ladies and gentlemen, I truly believe this. I'm not the doctor you are. I truly believe that we can cure cancer. Cancer is a side effect of us not taking care of ourselves in the in the healthiest way possible at the cellular level. And again, I'm not the scientist, but I'm like everything that I'm studying, everything that I'm doing in my own life is to help help my cells reach their true peak life or true peak performance or just fuel the body the mind fuel it the right way yeah because if you're not that is the side effect that's what i'm hearing from you you got it and i want to take it one step further because we you you allude to and what the still kind of the dominant paradigm and belief system is in our culture in our world is that cancer is somehow an invader that it's something outside of us that comes in i want to remind you and your listeners that cancer is us it is all in all of us all the time it's not causing any problems when our terrain Mm. has been properly weeded and addressed and nourished and nurtured and and optimized in whatever way is appropriate for you it's when you stop like the accumulation of that debris is what stops your mitochondria from breathing and start it to fermenting which then starts that wildfire to really get out of control and you are so perfect for this discussion because you've lived the the literal (laughs) metaphor of this. And so it's, but it's so identical. Like I said, the people who seem to get this concept the most are those who are most in touch with nature. My brother-in-law was a soil scientist. He saw it on the deeper level. I speak at the acres conference, which is all about soil remediation, biodynamic farming, permaculture, organic culture to realize that don't poison the shit out of your out of your food to make more food you nourish the soil it's a whole other episode (laughs) it is a whole other episode those people get it man there are some amazing minds i I, I was born we we had a farm i I grew up i mean we didn't have to farm the fields but i knew enough like the only fertilizer that we put on the fields came from the animals on the farm exactly we didn't spray crap on our fields in the 80s when i grew up Right. And I grew up in the, you know, um, uh, 70s um, in in a wheat in wheat country in Kansas and watched as Roundup was being introduced in 1971. The year of my birth was the year it was starting to be slowly introduced. It didn't hit full commercial scale until 1996. And ladies and gentlemen, she's referring to pesticides. 
Thank, well, and and the and the uh, the roundup ready meaning that okay, you've now got the pesticide herbicide, but you're also trying to ripen the fields at the same time, yeah. so you harvest them efficiently and effectively. Yeah. It's all about the bottom dollar. How do you do that? Hold on, you're mixing. You. First of all, anything that ends in the word, I learned this from axiogenics. Anything that words, literally from that very first class I took, anything that ends in ides, yeah, translated in Latin, means death. Right. So hold on, you mean to tell me? That you have chemically created a concoction that serves death to yeah. our food while yeah. also fertilizing it and helping it become more nourishing. And then slap a label on it, a marketing label on it that says we are feeding the world with this. Yeah. yeah. As a marketing yeah. guy, that frustrates the hell out of me because I'm like, guys, there's Makes good sense. there's good and bad marketing. Yeah. And that's a whole other episode too. We I've had on a regular my, my regular co-host every month is uh I'm one of them is a sports nutritionist. She works with Dr. Megan at Mind of the Athlete, oh, and good. and she's like she's like the the whole false labeling thing is rampant. You know, you slap organic on cornmeal and that yeah. makes it okay. I'm right. like no. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Exactly. Exactly. Like your what is that? What is okay? Tell me the name of that weird stuff that your dad eats. <laughs> Scrapple. Scrapple, yeah. you know, it's like, there it is. It's suddenly we, we take, you know, we take something. We use Somebody's going to create organic Scrapple because, Honestly, God, right? Because got- there's cornmeal in there and, and wheat flour. So hold on. If, oh, oh. if, if we source those ingredients from an organic field, we can now say this is organic Scrapple. And it will still be the same weird product and still torture on your health organic or not yeah. and that's the hard part that you were trying to teach our clients it's like that is this place where food quality and the labeling and the the miscommunication and sort of the marketing of a dogmatic food belief system is really important where our parents our grandparents maybe not your dad but our parents <laughs> The grandparents and, you know, great-grandparents, you know, my husband and I have a, a bumper sticker on our refrigerator that says, eat organic food, or as your grandparents called it, food. Thank I mean, you. that's what we've come to, right? Like, we've come to this point where we have to, like, qualify. Now, we're, we've got an eating disorder now. They label people who think orthorexia, people who worry about what's in their food. We are now diseased. That's marketing, my friends. That is the powers that be who just determine what is in the psychology manuals uh, are are what your labels are based on. And so now people like you and I are considered mentally ill because we're promoting uh, uh, getting people back to the food source that that nature intended. Which is scary. And, and real quick, I want to pause because I want to respect your time. Are you okay if we're going a little long? Because we're a little over. I'm golden. You're on a roll. Okay. Well, you, you're on a roll, girl. <laughs> so, because this is important, right? I talk so much about fuel. Fuel the body. It's my keyword and my brand. Positive marketing, right? Fueling your mind. Fueling your fueling your business. Fueling your health. Whatever. Your, your metabolic approach to cancer, the tagline there is integrating deep nutrition. We're kind of talking about it right now here. The ketogenic diet and non-toxic bio-individualized therapies. Okay. I'm not going to get into the non-toxic bio-individualized therapies because that's a whole lot of, that's, that's a meal right there. But like <laughs> the integrating deep nutrition and ketogenic diet. I just said this the other day. I said, people like, listen, it's rest and recovery. We started that earlier in this episode, right? Proper sleep cycles, circadian rhythm, the right amount of daylight. Jack Jack Cruz talks about that too, right? I just got back from skiing in your state, Colorado, and we were skiing at high altitude. And I was frustrated because we didn't have a lot of fresh air or fresh snow all over most of those days. I only had like fresh snowfall two of the days. But those blue sky days at eight to 11,000 feet altitude, 
I'm getting amazing sun, amazing U, healthy UV exposure. And, but now we're getting into how we actually fuel our bodies day in and day out. So like last night, I just posted this to my, I now have two Instagram feeds, by the way. Um, well, because I, I was like, sometimes something didn't really make sense for live the fuel. So I created a Scott W. Mulvaney one. Anyway, I, and I put it on Facebook today too, but last night I made dinner for everybody. I said that earlier. So I post photos of that stuff because I want people to find ways to feel their body right. So like, yeah, I had, you know, clean, good mozzarella. I, I made a caprese salsa, you know, mozzarella and, and, and I bought a fresh organic, you know, basil plant, which you know was probably grown in a greenhouse that's organically certified. Uh, hydroponics. I'm not yeah. trying to rip on it too much. Um, <laughs> organic tomatoes, you know, I'm, I'm following my labels, but then my beef, right? Some mm -hmm. people are anti-beef, whatever. I am an omnivore. Sorry. I eat meats and veggies. I just had on Dr. Sean Baker, who's been eating a hundred percent meat yeah, for yeah. months and yeah. the guy's jacked and he's in his fifties. So <laughs> something's there. Um, yeah. but the point here is that my beef, I, as of two years ago, I started going back the way my dad's dad did it and my dad did it when i grew up on the farm my dad had big chest freezers in his garage so every year before winter we wow. uh I, I sold eggs that was my first first business i sold eggs on the side of the road like 14 uh because i had a huge chicken coop and cool. then eventually your chickens reach a cycle where they're no longer laying so now they become our meat for the winter so we, we would butcher our chickens my dad would then source beef specifically from farms that he knows because he was a cattle broker so we knew that that was good quality well-raised meat Anyway, the freezers get stuffed full of properly sourced meats, either from our own farm or from a friend's farm. So my beef that I served last night came from a cow that I invested in. So there's a local ranch near, near here, and you pay a $100 deposit. Then they raise that cow all year long. And then you then, that's basically a $100 deposit on one quarter of that meat. So that's a lot of meat. But yeah, I know it's grass-fed all year long. Right. He does do a little grain finishing in the end because people like to see the fat flavor on the animal. I don't know. Whatever. The point is, that's way better than I can get at the store. Oh, totally. Yeah. And so, the price point is better when you're going into oh, a yeah. couch. A quarter too. of beef cost me like between, I don't know, 700 plus. So that was, worth that to be like $4 a pound. That's right. like across my ground beef, the steaks, roast, everything. Absolutely. So the point here is that I want to make sure my friends come over and my fiance, I am fueling their bodies right. And, I, and these guys, both these guys do not eat like I do. So I wanted mm -hmm. to show them that, hey, they were <laughs> this is how you eat clean, right? Yeah. yeah, they were drinking their beer and I'm having my scotch and she's having mm -hmm. her wine. But at least I know that everything that ended up on those plates, you know, I, I, I had Kerrygold cheddar cheese from Ireland, nice. which is grass-fed nice. sourced. Yeah. Uh, the, sweet, the spiraled sweet potatoes that I cooked were cooked in Kerrygold mm -hmm. grass-fed butter in a cast iron pan. I, I grilled the steaks outside. I used uh, my friend friends from Villa Capelli in Italy. I used their olive oil comes straight from their villa. I used yeah. their olive oil and I rubbed the steaks down, fresh ground. Like I'm probably making people hungry listening to yeah, this. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> but make cooking fun because per the, the subtitle in your book, we need to get deeper into our nutrition. And that's what I wanted to kind of make sure we dug a little bit deeper into yeah. here. We don't need to be giving like food tips, but why, again, going back to, why is deep nutrition so crucial? Because we've gone so superficial and so fast food. And so just take care of my hunger, just slap something on me as quickly as it is. So I can just move on with my life and be completely mindless with regards to how I feel my body. Mm. That, 
that worked for a period of time. You know, when we started, when we moved women into the factories and whatnot, when our men went to World War, into World War II, we needed to take people out of the homes to start working the jobs to keep our country going. But then we all stayed there. We all started getting away from food as the source of our love language, as a source of a moment for all of us to sit and be together. We went for convenience. Yeah, as a source of knowing and supporting your local farmer and rancher and absolutely knowing where your food comes from and having a relationship with it, maybe even raising it and slaughtering it yourself or pulling it out of the ground yourself if you're lucky enough to have that experience. But we've gotten so far from that that people literally have no idea. They believe that their meat is coming from a cellophane wrapper, you know, in a, in a store. And there's that component. So we've lost touch with something that is so ancient and primal to our being and how we communicated and connected with another. So now food is more of convenience and just flavor, like hit the flavor hard and furious and then get out of there and then crave more of it and come back and repeat, you know, like over and over again. So we're all overfed and undernourished. So I'm walking around looking at labs because I lab the crap out of my patients. Okay. And I see six major nutrients that are depleted basically across the board in every single cancer patient, vitamin D3, vitamin K2, B12, magnesium, zinc, and I'm missing one, selenium. Okay. These are the, right. These are big sixies that I see in all my clients across the board. You'll notice that a few of those are very specific to animal protein and very specific to fat in animal protein. So what have we done? Back that up. My boy, uh, have you been on, if not, I gotta get you, I gotta get you kidding. Have you you been on fitness confidential yet with Vinny Tortorich? No, but I know that show. Oh, yeah, that's that's way bigger than my show. I mean, he he, he well, he's 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 the trainer to the stars out in Fine. LA his whole career. So he's well connected, and now he's literally a guest fitness co-host on Adam Carolla's podcast, which oh, is cool. that's viral. Huge. Anyway, he he's a cancer survivor. Oh wow! This, I gotta get you guys are gonna have a blast, and he loves bringing <laughs> on experts. But oh, the point cool. is, is that he survived cancer. He's the one who trademarked. NSNG, no sugar, no grains. That's him. Wow, I so did not know that. He That's created cool. a company called NSNG Lifestyle. In the past year and a half, two years, he's now created a, his own vitamin company called uh, Pure Vitamin Club. And I use no. I use his vitamins as, along with my isogenic stuff, so I don't care. I play around. And <laughs> the coffee I'm drinking is his pure, new Pure Coffee Club. Oh, the and po- I have, I'm in his coffee club. I didn't even know that. Pure Where? Coffee Club? That's, That's him. That's him. Him and Andy, his buddy, uh, Andy Schreiber, uh, found yeah. him. Yeah. Oh, cool. I did yeah. not put that together. That's you had cool. no, wait, how did you find Pure Coffee Club? Oh my God, because I'm always looking for good source stuff. I'm, that is what I do for fun. Well, that's I'm, him. So I'm now, probably- oh my God, this is going to be awesome. I'm going to send you, I always, I always do a warm email to Vinny to get people introduced, but this is huge because you, everything you're talking about cancer, but fueling the body, right? His very first uh, vitamin that he created was a, was a multi-cap, only with the essential, only with the essential vitamins and minerals that we are not getting in our food that our body can't create itself, right? Nice. And nice. Then, then he created uh, a really high-end proper magnesium supplement. Huge. With the, Huge. Right, with the right magnesium blends because he works a lot with vegans and vegetarians and everything else. And he said, listen, let's be real. I don't care what expert you're talking to. You're not going to get enough magnesium when you just don't wash your organic vegetables and just leave the dirt on there. Exactly. That's BS. And then he brought, he invented a sublingual B12 tab you put on your tongue. Nice. It's the best way to absorb it. And he said, what you just hinted at earlier, B12 
is an animal-based vitamin. Am yeah. I wrong? It's, you're not wrong. I mean, you can get B12 in other sources, but not the levels you need and right. the ability that you need. Yeah, here's the thing. Vegetarians and vegans hearing this, please supplement B12. That's my right. call out to you. I learned this from Vinny and his science team. You have to because- And vitamin D3 is another one for veggies. Well, and yeah. you're going to love this. So did you hear about Villa Capelli before? Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I do shots of olive oil every morning for Villa Capelli. I, I brought, I, they came out with new travel size bottles and it's on my Instagram feed, but I took them to Colorado. Nice. So every day when I ski, I do, I do my shots and there's a shot of me taking a shot in the hot tub. Um, <laughs> you got to make it fun. Healthy fats, healthy fats, properly sourced food. Um, I tell people all the time, I can take a shot of olive oil and I'm good until the mid afternoon. Exactly. I've trained my body that way. Exactly. But my, my point here for you is he's about to release a partnership with Villa Capelli because cool. D3 is a fat soluble vitamin. So they're going to relate, they're going to release the first vitamin of its kind that nice. has D3 in an olive oil carrier. Love it. A quality olive oil carrier. Those exist yeah, right thank now. You. You, don't know the, you don't know if it's hexane derived or canola cut or. Yeah. yeah. Did, you, did you read the, the amazing viral book, uh, Extra Virginity? Oh, heck yeah. 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 All right. Good. Dude, I knew we were going to have fun. This is awesome. We have <laughs> so much crossover here. This is awesome. I know. I love it. But I knew you'd appreciate that. Huh. Well, I love it. That is brilliant. And that's the piece here that we've gotten so far away from that since basically World War II. And we've got fat phobic. So we stopped getting our lard and our grass fed and grass finished everything. And pause our on that. Please pause on that. There's yeah. people need to hear this, ladies and gentlemen. There's, oh, I'm fat. And <laughs> then there's, ooh, that's a fatty food. Why are people so confused about this? Again, going back to marketing, but go ahead. <laughs> it, well, well, it was marketing. Honestly, it was a group of scientists that said, um, let's, let's, let's demonize fat so we can sell sugar. That's the essence of it. And we actually had that whistleblown story come out of a couple of Harvard scientists back in the sixties that basically got paid what was the equivalent to a lot more money today, um, money to basically push the, uh, the, the focus on to going low fat, which meant putting in more sugar, which meant subsidizing our grain industry and our sugar industry in a pretty significant way. I've said this so many times. I'm like, guys, this is all government driven. I'm not trying to be political, but we many, many, many years ago subsidized farming to save farming to exactly your, your earlier quotes, feed out. America. Yeah. Yeah. It was and supposed then to we still are. That's the problem. You got it. And that's why our sad diet, which Vinny talks about all the time, standard yeah. American diet really is sad because so it's inappropriately influenced. The yeah. food pyramid is completely upside down and backwards. Um, grains are not supposed to be the foundation, but we've, we've created this right. with right. incorrect guidance. Right. And if we hadn't added even a bunch of poisons to our grains or after cold war um, started making our own growing our own wheat that has 70% more gluten in it because we were trying to grow something faster and bigger. And then glyphosate added to that. And then added to that, right? Exactly. We then created kind of like Franken foods that maybe we could have stayed eating our ancient grains to some degree today, but we can't anymore. There's like, we had an Indian population that when I first went to India in 1992, 93, they had one of the lowest rates of breast cancer and diabetes in the world. Wow. Today, they're bypassing us. 
And they're now, eating- do you think that this is, is that just because of their population growth and population numbers? Or, is, or are you just saying that's literally their lifestyle has been inappropriately influenced? Well, they're eating the same. Well, there's a couple things. So there's, you still have the traditional food that's been eaten for thousands of years. Okay. For millennia, which is a very rice-based pulse-based. So beans and rice mm-hmm. based, um, food program. However, what we've added, because their entire um, continent is completely taken over by Monsanto, is we've added to that. So we've endocrine disrupted generations of people. So the food is sick, which is making the people sick. Their obesity rates have severely increased. Oh, ridiculous. And it's off the charts. And so there's that. Then there's, they've adopted Western medicine. I mean, Western um, ideologies, Western philosophies, Western lifestyle. And then they've also gotten really addicted to the sugar industry in a big way. that's what sugar does. It's addicting. It's hitting, it's no different than cocaine in your brain centers. No different at all. So we've had a couple of things and we're seeing where people are like, well, what about the people in Japan who eat rice? Well, today the rice in those places are so polluted with arsenic mm. that now they're all dying of cardiovascular disease and brain issues. And it's like, we, we've bastardized the food, but now the food is poisonous. I and- take it personally, you know, I don't like it either because luckily as a kid, I was, I was a very high energy kid. So my parents put me, <laughs> into, my parents put me into karate. Cool. And luckily, I've, I, I got to study Shoen Ru, which was actually an Okinawan based wow. art. And Okinawa is one of the oldest pieces of Japan. Blue zones, yeah. And I have I don't care about the whole World War crap. In the end, Japanese culture is so rooted in history and has such a high level of intelligence, I think, tied to their old ways of lifestyle. I respect a lot of that, the whole ninjas and everything else blah blah blah, blah. i'm not going to get into it the whole point is like uh the, the samurai right there's so much rich culture and history there and now unfortunately thanks to western influence yeah. it, it has changed everything and even in china too i'm like guys like yeah. i feel oh, guilty because yeah. i love i love the usa all right i am very patriotic you know being a former federal employee and everything else like but i'm like man we need to step back up and set the right example because we're sending the wrong message you got it you got it but you know what I think that it's, I think there, you know, when I went and spoke at Acres Conference this year, and I know I've kind of met more people, farmers, ranchers, foodies around the world, bloggers, podcasters like yourself, there is a, a resurgence of going back to, you know, like, let's take our old ways and modernize them. Let's go ahead and like take the best of both worlds. We don't have to throw the baby out with the bathwater. We can improve upon what our great grandparents did. So we don't have to die of infectious disease because we can now wash our hands and we now have certain antibiotics available to us if we need them. But we certainly are not dying now of, of that. We're dying of modern time diseases, which are damaging our mitochondria. Most diseases we die of today are thanks to mitochondrial poisons, mitochondrial damage. So that's part of astrogen disease, cancer, um, diabetes, obesity, um, Alzheimer's, neurological diseases in general are the fastest growing diseases. So that's where the things have changed. And what has changed with it is our, our, our food. I mean, really is the main, the biggest change. And then our technologies around us, hence why our glasses technology, but yeah, like work with it, improve upon it. I joke around people all the time. Like guys, if you think I'm crazy, because I own these glasses, (laughs) why because Apple's a smart company, right? The iPhone is a viral phone that many, many people own. Then why did it about a year and a half, two years ago that Apple add in a screen adjustment setting and you could program it to reduce blue light? You got it. If, if this is BS, why would they hard code it into their operating system and the software? You got it. And why would the people, some of the heads of these big organizations, these big tech organizations limit their children's time mm. to these devices? So it's and they're the ones manufacturing the devices. (laughs) 
because they're, you know, it's, it's like the, it's yeah. I mean, there's, it's interesting how many doctors I know never vaccinated their children or how many oncologists I know who never took chemotherapy, mm. but sure as hell can't say that to their patients. They sure as hell can't put that because, out there. Because again, not to rip on the, well, I'll rip on the government a little bit um, because they will get penalized. They could lose their licensing. Exactly. Would. And we're, they're far too needed. And, and the thing is, is I, it's not even about dissing on those, those treatments. That's, you know, those life-saving treatments. It's about, we can do them better. So for instance, you like, if let's, let's use chemotherapy as an example today, we don't have to guess what chemotherapy you can actually test and know exactly what chemo that person's body will respond to really? know their epigenetics, know their labs and know how to bring on an entire program that is so individuated to them that you will absolutely enhance the effect of the chemo while protecting the healthy cells and creating new mitochondria, which is the whole true holy grail of prevention of medicine of chronic illness to begin with. That is where we've come to today. And that is where I shot from the mountaintops of, we do not have to do it standard issue, standard of care anymore. Wow. That standard of care is killing us. See, that's exciting. I mean, hearing that we can fine tune something like chemo, cause let's be real. Chemo is not a fun experience. Um, <laughs> My first charitable experience was probably early 2000s. I, I used to have a regular martini at my friend's bar, and her her um, her father-in-law passed away of pancreatic cancer. And then one of her regular customers was a top oncologist here at St. Luke's University Hospital Network. So we created a charity in his memory called Green Hope Charities, and we spent years raising money every year for Dr. Lee Riley's uh, cancer vaccine research that he was doing. So every year we have a huge golf event, raise over six figures, and be, we literally got to help buy equipment for his yeah. lab. And then years later, they ended up that you know, that hospital ended up building an entire cancer dedicated campus here. Wow. And I think there's like a room or something in that hospital named Green Hope in its memory because we don't run the charity anymore. But um, but still, like Lee Riley is like the head oncologist there, and he's on all the billboards when you drive down the highway now and everything. So I'm excited for his growth. Yeah. Um, but it's just cancer is no joke, and I truly, I said it earlier, not being at your level, I truly feel we can cure these diseases. These are all diseases that we created. Totally, absolutely, absolutely. You, yeah. you said it yourself. You're like, hey, listen, cancer's in the body. Right. It's naturally occurring. It's just. You either live a lifestyle that doesn't activate it or you live a lifestyle that does activate it. That's what I'm kind of like, I'm, I'm simplifying a lot of your intelligence. Exactly. <laughs> but right there, there's the Cliff's notes right there. You don't have to buy the book. What? <laughs> no, please, please buy the book. There it is. Okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what's really amazing. You just said it. You just nailed it. It's like, I believe that there's, we are far more powerful than we're led to believe. Right. And, and I think that there's a lot more that we can do about it. And part of that is it also invokes socialism, you know, like, or not socialism, social justice and social awareness and social activity to change, you know, you, like get to know your local rancher and farmer, support your local small businesses, start to understand your technologies, take courses like what Nick, Picole, you know, um, Panola was showing that we should put up earlier, the tinfoil guide, things like that to learn, educate yourself so that you can make those baby steps every day to turn um, your mitochondria back into properly functioning, efficient powerhouses that they were meant to be. Well, in the end, that's what we're talking about here is the mitochondria, right? It's just, this has been come up multiple times throughout the show. People who are hearing this who might not be full health nuts like you and I yet, <laughs> I say yet because we all need to become our yeah. own uh, colleague, friends of mine, doctors in the, the estrogenics world. They call themselves, or the tagline they use is like, become your own inner physician, all right? Love Take it. accountability. Uh -huh. Yeah. for your day-to-day -day health. 
Like right. I, I have to pay for health insurance, right? Because that's the, the system we have in this country. I don't go. I don't use it. Every month exactly. I pay for it, I don't get anything out of it. I spend my money and I go to chiropractors. I go get massage. And then mm-hmm. I focus that extra cash flow into my nutrition, the deep nutrition yes. you're talking about, right? Because if I'm fueling my body right and resting it and healing it and letting it do its thing and supercharging my mitochondria, that deep, deep cellular powerhouse, the power plant within your cells, I believe. Is that a good right way to say it? Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. So it's like, okay, well then why would I need a doctor? I mean, my MD, the medical doctor is new age medicine. That's just band-aiding this stuff. The yeah. only MDs I really like are the ones that I find that actually are taking the time in their free time to study nutrition. Right. Got it. Got it. Cause you they don't have to, they're thoughts. just most, most right. MDs they've I've had them admit it on my podcast. They say, yeah, we don't really get taught a lot about nutrition in college. Yeah. 25% of the medical schools even offer an elective course. And if you're buried in the medical curriculum, you are not going to be like, I'm going to spend yeah, my they, extra time taking a nutrition class. They I mean, had it's too much of studies. It is. I'm not trying to downplay their profession. No. I respect the amount of knowledge you all you doctors go through. It's yeah. impressive right. and it's overwhelming. Can be. Yeah. And that's where like, leave it to the experts. That's why there are so many cool people who that's all they do is study nutrition and they know their stuff really well, whether they have an MD after their name or a, or an RD, what I call recovering RD, because they've then gone on and taken the more um, advanced training to actually understand therapeutic versus just band-aid nutrition. Mm. And then of course there's folks like myself who just, I love this part, like you, like I want to nourish the people in my life that I love. And you doing that with your friends last night, that meal was so healing on so many levels that it's still grooving out in their cells today. You know, I mean, that's what I think. There was olive oil and grass fed butter all over everything. (laughs) (laughs) I left those guys fueled with fat. That's so good. They they were, they were leaving healthy fatty. So, (laughs) but that's what we need to do. And I, I didn't sit there and basically say, listen, guys, I'm going to show you how to eat. Right. I just made a good, healthy meal versus what they normally do. Exactly. Exactly. I love it. I love love it too. Actually, real quick, another name shout out for you. You ever hear of the famous South African doctor, Dr. Timothy Noakes? Oh, heck yeah. I've been like uh, following his story for years. It's just, you know, we thought we were all celebrating a couple of months ago thinking he came through it, but it looks like another tide is, you know, another. Because they're not giving up. They're trying to, they're trying to re-sue him. And it's like, guys, give up. The courts, like you're wasting your time. But long story short, I'm bringing him on. Yes. I'm finally, because the time change is so hard. I literally brought my portable podcast gear with me to South Africa in November, hoping that Uh, I'd be able to meet him in person, do it live. We could not get the schedules, you know, cross-reference right enough. It didn't happen. I've been trying to rebook him, and I have him scheduled for April 5th, a recording session. That is so good. So So exciting. Oh, that's a little, like, I feel like I could be with a lighter in the background. Yeah, like, yeah, because that's the whole point, because (laughs) Vinny has had him on more than once. So, because again, it's everything that they're, we're all hitting on different elements of the master equation, which is just, and listen, for listeners here, maybe you don't vibe with Nasha. Maybe you vibe with Jack Cruz. Maybe you vibe with Timothy Noakes. I don't care. Find (laughs) find somebody to vibe with. Totally. Agreed. That's all we're trying to do. Podcasts and YouTube videos when all this stuff comes out is we're pushing more and more content. Right. Whether it be, again, my show is health, business, and lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to fuel people. I'm not mm-hmm. trying to be the expert and the guru. Granted, I've, I I can hang with you. I'm, I'm actually surprised. I'm like, oh, God. I got, thank, You're doing thank, awesome, man. Thanks. Yeah. I'm trying. <laughs> but it's like, like, 
to earlier, the people making the biggest change today in healthcare as we know it are people exactly like you, Scott. So please, like that, that I mean that totally from my from my core because I've been at this for so long. Yeah. That the biggest change. Twenty seven years. Yeah, I've watched this. The biggest changes are thanks to bloggers and podcasters like yourself. So thank you. Well, for it's because like information out there. Well, you don't have the time to do what we're doing. Like I. I haven't invested all the years of education like you have in Chinese medicine, which I'm really jealous on. I'd love to be able to find I love it. That. You would dig it. Go back and do it. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna go do that too. But the point is, like, well, that, I, that's the beauty of I've realized with this show. It's now approaching a year and a half old already. It's like, dude, I don't have to go back to college. Learning from everyone else. I tell people all the time the power of audio or video. Obviously, when you're driving, not video, but. Um, <laughs> Thanks for qualifying. I switched my car into, I call it the mobile university many years ago because I travel a lot on business. Like tomorrow, Monday, I will leave on a five plus hour drive to Buffalo, New York to go do business development meetings all across the state all week long. So I drive a lot. I love driving because I turn the stereo on. I don't have any FM radio stations booked. I <laughs> put Bluetooth on and I'm streaming audiobooks and podcasts while love I'm in it. my car. Brilliant. Right. It's like we all we all could do this. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I think that's great. And that's that again is the gift and the curse, right? Like, okay, please protect yourself from all that EMF in your car. Uh -huh. And <laughs> but, but the that, same that, I am bombarding myself there. So yeah. But yeah. you know, even then it's like pop your extra supplements to help your mitochondria when you right. all the biohacking, mitohacking, whatever you call it that I do. That's another reason why I'm so invested yeah. in that to help balance that. You got it. That's exact. That's the word of the day. Balance for sure. Yeah. So yeah. listen, this has been a powerful episode. I've been having. Blast. It has been. I'm psyched. Yeah. Thank you. I, I feel. I will say this. I have not had enough key influencers come on to really dig into. I've been doing much more keto training and, and ketogenic adapt adaptation because I'm so fat adapted now, and I feel like so many people don't understand keto and ketogenic. But I'm gonna throw that invite out there. If you ever wanted to come back on and dig into that piece I deeper, would love to. I think I would it'd be an awesome episode because I love your energy. Thank you. Well, back at you. you. You let me know and I'm happy to come in and, and uh, well, unpack that one with you. I think it'd be great. And then I'm, I'm definitely going to get you connected with Vinny because, Fun. dude, you guys are going to, he, he's going to love you because I I'm surprised he hasn't had you on yet. <laughs> and you're, you're already his customer. I know. See, come on. This is a natural. It's I scary. love it. Actually, real quick, I'm, I'm going to share again for the end of the video here in case people, for some reason, which on YouTube is hard to do, but in case people did not... Um, <laughs> like somehow skipped to the end of the video. Uh, but again, ladies and gentlemen, make sure that you actually get her book. Uh, when my, we have, we're streaming so much audio and video right now, my internet's slowing down. There it is. The metabolic uh, approach to cancer. Again, thanks. you can get it on Amazon. Did you release this in audible yet? No, it's supposedly coming out this uh, later this spring. So fingers crossed and in four languages, German, Korean, Polish, and wow. Spanish weird there and those all came from those countries requesting it so to me oh. we're going global. we're going global i'm impressed so these countries I actually so you decide to do transcriptions in other languages when countries request it yeah so we don't we don't go to them and say hey you want to do this in german they come to the publishing company and say we want to we want and this. that was uh i see on your website chelsea green publishing yeah so shout yeah. out shout out to chelsea green <laughs> they do a lot of great books on really on like food politics and and cleaning up the environment i mean Great company. Go look through all their catalogs. They've got some great books. My my project this year is is to everybody keeps. I got. I'm I'm gonna try and write a book. So yes. About oh, yeah. 
Well, just around the whole firefighting thing. People are like, dude, oh you live gosh, such a crazy that- lifestyle transition. It was only two years. Like, there's so much that's come out of that and where I am today. And, like, oh I've had on editors and authors and everything else. Like, when are you going to do it? When are you going to do it? So I love it. I love it. I'm going to work yeah. on something. Because it's actually, it might be called, like, well, back when I became a hotshot and I was still in the corporate space, I found a thing. It said, I started Googling it because I briefly dated a girl that was going to go back and be a female hotshot, which is that's elite while in firefighting. And I was like, I'm so impressed. And I got obsessed with it and couldn't get out of my head. And then I Google it and I found a article to another hotshot cruise page on a federal website. And it said it was titled, so you want to be a hotshot question mark. Wow. And then you read the article and they list all of the hellacious shit that you have to go through. As yeah. bullet points, like, and at the yeah. end of it, it says, so if this still intrigues you or you're yeah. still for some reason interested, please contact wow. us. <laughs> wow. Cool. This is perfect. Right. So I was like, I, that might be the title of my book. I don't know yet, but it's, uh, I, I just want to start cause I, I actually, I want to set it up as a for purpose model too, cause my oh, business cool. is now for purpose. So I donate a percentage of my, all my income towards not-for-profit activities. I hard coded it into my business that. now. And I think for that book, when it does come out, I don't care about making money off of it. If it does, great. I want it to be successful, but I want to be able to hard code a percentage or all of it. I haven't figured that out yet to go to uh, like some type of firefighting organizations, you know, give back. That's fantastic. That's been, well, I'm going to hold you accountable to this because it, that book is definitely birthing within you now. So it's been going on for a while. I just like, I hate writing. That's why I podcast. <laughs> So, when Jeff and I did this book, we called ourselves each other the baby book mamas. You know, like we were like, we were like, we did this process together. Um, it, was, it was the hardest thing ever. And it was exactly like a pregnancy and delivery. But at the, as we got to the end, we're like, we will never do that again. I have another book coming out in September. Like, it's like that weird thing, the amnesia kicks in. You're like, oh, that was great. Let's do it again. It's the hardest thing ever. But to your valuable point, eventually we just have to swallow our own crap and realize, dude, my podcast hopefully is impacting other people. Your books are definitely impacting people. Eventually, sooner or later, we just realize I have to take accountability and somebody's got to get this information out there. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if you don't like writing, get out of your comfort zone and figure it out. Exactly. <laughs> Aho. <laughs> well, this has been a powerful episode. Hank Tay, I want to give you a proper goodbye off the air. Again, ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Nasha was awesome today. Again, I said it multiple times. Please get that book, The Metabolic Approach to Cancer. And if nothing else, you want to kind of ease into it. You're one of those like put your put your toe in the water. Then just go to optimalterrainconsulting.com. And all the stuff will be linked in the show notes like we always do on the website. It'll be easy to track her down. I'll have all of her social media so you can do the digital stalking thing and follow her feeds because we love to digitally stalk each other. I do. I, I, do. I, I stalk Nasha. So, um, you know, in a healthy, professional way. So, <laughs> but again, that. this has been a powerful episode. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in to another Live the Fuel podcast with, again, Dr. Nasha. Check out OptimalTerrainConsulting.com, the book, Metabolic Approach to Cancer. Thanks for tuning in, and remember, you too can live the fuel. Hey there, Live the Fuel listeners. This is Scott Mulvaney, your chief intrepid officer, your podcast co-host and founder of Live the Fuel. Just want to take one to two minutes more of your time and give you a little extra value at the end of each of these episodes. Uh, First off, I wanted to make sure you guys got over to livethefuel.com and actually took advantage of my Super 7's resource guide. It's a free offer. 
and it just gives you uh, 21 different resources to fuel your own health, business, and or lifestyle success. Just some of the tools and applications that I've used and books that I've read uh, over the years to help me grow in a personal and a professional mindset. Now, while you're on the website, hop on over to the supported brands section. I created a new section on the website just to promote brands that I grow and have trusted in my personal and my professional life. I mean, there's, there's applications on there that I use in business-wise, but more importantly, healthy lifestyle-wise, there's companies that I've had founders on this show. Just a quick name drop them. You got Eat Pilly Nuts, you got Pure Vitamin Club, you got my connection with Isogenics since 2010, since I was wild and firefighting. Love to be able to help you get healthy and fit, lose weight or improve your athletic performance, or heck, in my case, I'm 40 now, age better. And uh, another quick little plug on there is Villa Capelli. Love their olive oil. And real quick note, Villa Capelli and E-Pilly Nuts, I have my own discount code. So go to lilyfield.com, click on the supporter brand section to get into the resources page, and you'll see my discount code. So enjoy that. Now, while you're on the website too, I've also now built another new tool for you guys, Fuel Library. So the Fuel Library is obviously, as it says, it's a library of the either digital audiobooks from Audible or physical books that I've either purchased, uh, borrowed, consumed, etc. Uh, heck, even actually half of these authors have actually now had on the podcast. So feel free to go to Fuel Library. I've divided it into health, business, and lifestyle directed sections, and I've been building that out. I'm still looking to add a lot more content because there's tons of authors and amazing books out there. So again, go check that out as well. And then uh, two last things for you. One, Please, if you get a chance, get over to iTunes and give this show a review. It's going to help us grow the exposure and help other people out there in the world find Live the Fuel and also find these amazing co-hosts I bring on here to help them influence and hopefully positively change their health goals, their fitness goals, their business startup goals, their lifestyle, etc. So please, submit a review. I would love to be able to start reading your reviews on a future podcast. And the last thing I'm going to go in here with is my disclaimer. I'm throwing disclaimer in because honestly, I talk a lot about health on this show and business and obviously health and fitness impacts your lifestyle. So please, if you are suffering from a medical illness, a disease, etc., remember podcasts in general do not replace professional advice. So if you have concerns, please go obviously consult a professional. I do bring amazing professionals on this show, but in the end, this is free content that we're sharing over the podcast world. This does not replace obviously a one-on-one consultation, whether it be with a business consultant, a, uh, a lifestyle coach, etc., or obviously a health or medical doctor. So again, that's just my quick disclaimer. This is free content. Take it as such, but please see your professionals. Thanks for listening, gang. Talk to you guys again soon. Thank you for subscribing to Live the Fuel. Stay connected on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Live the Fuel. And remember, you too can live the fuel. So please visit us at livethefuel.com.